Welcome to the to the to the podcast experiment. To the podcast experiment. Welcome to the podcast experiment. I'm Dave. And I'm Vic. And here we go. I know it's Star Wars Day. May the fourth be with you. Fortieth anniversary. Are you are you are you are you lisping? Star Wars. Are you lisping? Lisping. <laughs> Episode four I'm talking about. Are we on? Am I on? Hello? Welcome to the podcast experiment. We're sitting here watching Captain America's Civil War. Dave says it's the best Marvel movie. I think I prefer The Winter Soldier. I really do like The Winter Soldier. Not gonna lie. Uh, cat movies are good. Yeah, cat movies are really good. Uh, well, I will say, like if the Captain America movies took a shit, they would be Batman versus Superman. <laughs> and that—that's that how much is, better they are than yeah, like exactly. Man of Steel. <laughs> and that's not even saying anything. They're so <laughs> well planned out. It's, that's li- that's literally not saying anything. They look good. It's it's sunny. <laughs> You can see actually like the what's going on. Are in the sunlight. They, they, the the stakes. They care, right? Like, like they're actually superheroes. Like, like I want to say, I want to say, in the the amount of people and damage that happened in Civil War mm-hmm. is not even one one percent of of the amount of damage that happens in say. Uh, you know, know, Man of Steel. And I know yet, a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people had problems. I know wait, with Man minute, of Steel, wait, 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 wait. and I'm one of them. Because <laughs> fucking half of Metropolis got destroyed. You no, know, Superman doesn't care. I, there was there was an infographic. We talked. I think we talked about this once. That had it said it came down to like something like seven hundred billion dollars worth <laughs> of damage. Now that's a lot of that's a lot of damage. And then the, and then the people don't do it. <laughs> Those, the people. I mean, even in the old Superman 2, he knew to get out of right. Metropolis. And even though everybody thought, like, oh, Superman's running away. Ah, oh, coward. He, he wasn't being a coward and He's leading all. the Kryptonians. He's like, away I'm causing from, too much damage here. Well it, well, it wasn't even that he was, but he knew but, that yeah. just by he, – he understood collateral damage. He's he like, cared. luckily, that guy's still talking on the phone as he's getting blown down the street. So he's okay. He's okay. But everybody else, <laughs> I gotta get out. Of, I gotta get out of Metropolis. <laughs> I gotta watch out because I don't want. Him. And why wouldn't people be? Because up until five minutes before that, they had no idea Superman existed in Man of Steel. Yeah. So all they know is like these two aliens from well, another planet land and they start destroying the city. They don't even know about that. Honestly, yeah, honestly, they don't, they don't know the whole backstory. But, but they're like, who is this guy? It's not like oh, he's saving a Superman. They don't but, know who Superman is. But I think the real flaw is. An alien ship comes down over Metropolis, okay? Mm-hmm. And one of two things would have happened. Either people would have flocked towards it and people would have been killed. More people would have been killed. Or they would have run away. But they just kind of all go about there. <laughs> They're all in the building. It takes a long time for the Daily Planet to evacuate. They're all... Right. <laughs> <Things> are- <laughs> Perry White's just looking out the window. He's like... 
And at one point, he's like, "All right, everybody, get out of the building!" Like now, but, but yeah, get out of the but like when it once it starts like pummeling the city. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, really, and so uh, I want to say, <clears throat> less than one percent of the people of human life is lost in caps of war, and yet that's enough to make the entire world take notice, and the Avengers themselves. They like they, they're they're self uh, governing. They're they're basically saying like, look, we've got to deal with this. And sure, there's a debate. Yeah, no, I see. The, but the 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 debate is never on like, oh, you know, we should just keep going and 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 creating havoc. Batman versus Superman. Superman doesn't even acknowledge <laughs> that he's that he's done these things. No, they mention I guess at the end that they're on like some island. Right? No, but Superman, <laughs> like, like, it's like an uninhabited goes, island, he goes that they're to Batman on. and goes, "All right, you're going to cut this out, right?" Yeah, but he never acknowledges like what he did, what he was even a part of. Whereas in this movie, far less damage is done, and it's far more realistic. And even in the Avengers, like a lot of that final fight scene is dedicated, like Captain America. He doesn't fight the aliens; he's off. Like saving people, he's like yep. giving orders to the police. We got to cordon yep. off this street, blah blah blah. And I know maybe people say like, "Well, that's unrealistic." They still do a lot of Rescue. damage. But all, all I ask for is like that one line to of dialogue thing. Yeah. to see like Captain America is concerned about the people. People. Well, not, you no, know, I I say not Captain America. I say any superhero. Yeah. Okay. Because if you have a line that said, "Well, at least uh, you know in, in Batman uh, v Superman or, or or Man of Steel," if you have a line. That goes one line of dialogue. At least goes the a rest of way. the city, like everyone in Daily Planet, is still here. But at least the rest of the city has evacuated. That's it. That's it. That's all you need. But but did they have that? Nope. One line of dialogue goes a long way. I always like. I don't know if we mentioned this about Lethal Weapon. There's like that. Well, it's maybe more than one line, one or two lines, where they explain how Riggs is like this super marksman who. I agreed because. Usually, I mean, sometimes in action movies, you, you'll have like a, a cop will be the hero, so he's like a marksman and or something. And he's a perfect shot, but they but, don't really explain yeah, no, it. No, but in, in movies, the hero always hits everything he aims at and the right. bad guys don't. But at least it's just like one or two lines where they explain that in Vietnam, Riggs was like a master marksman. But what was even better... So it's, I understand now why he hits everybody he aims Absolutely. At. But what was even better about that was there were multiple moments around that and then, and then that line. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it tied back into his the, the title of the movie and all that stuff. It was great. Because if you remember, they're, they're uh, practice shooting. Yeah, the shooting range. And, 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 and Murtaugh's showing off how he can <laughs> you know, make it happen with the one. But Riggs does it and draws the smiley face. Love it. You just, it's, not only do you love it because <laughs> it's a good funny scene, but you immediately uh, you, we learn his skill, his great skill. And now you know. And now you know. And knowing is half the battle. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, well, I know that he said it already, but welcome to the podcast experiment. I'm Dave. And I'm Vic. And here we go. Um, or we've been going for a while. We like to just start it. We like to just start it. I. Um, they say in screenwriting it's better to just start the story like in the middle. In the middle. Or as yeah. close to the end as possible. At, at the end of the scene. So... But we yes. like to do, we like to just start. <clears throat> I also just hit record sometimes and don't even. That's remember. why, uh, kind of segueing into maybe a possible subject. That's why George Lucas started with Episode Four. Oh, 
when he was writing his Star Wars movies. I actually today don't is think Star that's Wars Day. That is, uh, it, it is May actually. the fourth, fortieth anniversary of Episode Four. We're old enough to remember when it was just Star Wars. Yes, no yes. opening crawl. I remember seeing it a couple of years after the fact. And, and it had like, episode four, A New Hope, like, on it. And I'm like, what? That wasn't wait, there. The, the opening crawl was there. I don't but, remember but that. But the titling wasn't. Yeah. Maybe, okay. They, that, yeah, the yeah. crawl. I misspoke. The crawl was there, but it never said episode four, A New Hope. Yes, I'm like, yes, episode yes. four? <laughs> even back then, people were confused. Like, you know, I remember people well, had but, to explain to me, like, oh, he's got nine movies. Even as kids, it was go, like, he's got nine movies And we got super excited. <laughs> until 1997 when we saw. <laughs> or 99 when the other. 99. That was pretty bad. Um. But yes, today is Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. We were talking just now about Batman versus Superman versus the Marvel movies. Uh, we that we'll, we'll kind of constantly come back to that because in the background, I just I started running um, Civil War and 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 you know, and they're always releasing more Marvel movies and they're, they're always releasing more DC movies. And one's always good and one's always bad. So <laughs> we'll just wait for <laughs> Uh, Justice League. I almost said League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which will probably be better than Justice League. <laughs> and that'll be bad. That and was we'll a turkey of a movie. Guardians of the Galaxy will come out, and that'll be good. And then we'll maybe Wonder Woman. We'll see. You know, even Wonder Woman. You know, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, 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 I think Wonder Woman will. We will want it to be. Better than it is. I think we will imbue it with betterness because it won't be. It has as like a dark good, and as bad. Yeah, it as, has you know uh, Batman v Superman. So we'll just immediately like it. More. Not a good vibe, so necessarily, but it's got like you know it's Wonder Woman. <clears throat> it's she Wonder hasn't Woman. done anything to us, <laughs> so we'll give her the benefit of the doubt. Right, her movie. They haven't offended us yet. Yeah, like her movie. We'll see. Her, we'll see what's her up. Movie. The character. Yeah. Zack Snyder. <laughs> As like we've seen so many different Batmans, and you know he's got a lot to live up to. But Wonder Woman, like, all right, well, show Linda us what Carter, you got. I mean, that's a lot to live up to. Is she going to be in this movie, by the way? Because I know she plays like the president or something in uh, in the DC television. I think in Supergirl, she's the president or, or something. Yeah, was that in continuity? Gonna, I don't know. I, I'm, <laughs> I, I am gonna. I don't watch Supergirl, head. the TV show. I don't either. Um, but we will get to the May the Fourth. Maybe we should even get to it on another one. I don't know. Anyway. I don't want to give away to the fans that we or fans. I use the term <laughs> loosely. Listeners, listener, mom. We don't we don't prepare for the show. I don't want to give anything away. But it's like, what are we going to talk about? I don't know. Just press record and we'll start talking. And that took me a while to even do that. That's is, that's a true story. We have fans. <laughs> No, we don't. <laughs> oh, you're the one. Um, well, no. So, 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 uh, you know. Uh, I mean, I, I do want to talk about Star Wars Day, and I do have a Star Wars shirt to put on later. Um, I noticed that you got your expression yeah, of, of Vader. I was going to wear a hat too, but it's too much to wear the shirt and the hat. Well, I don't know. But what's really funny is it's May the fourth. And, uh, you know, 2017, this is the 40th anniversary of Star Wars. But what we're going to do today, because tomorrow um, is the is the release of, a night, of the next Marvel movie, Guardians of the Galaxy. And so we've got preview tickets. So we're going to go see uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 
tonight. We're going to go see that in a couple hours. So we're pretty excited. Um, so maybe that was why I was running this uh, Civil War. I don't know. It's just Marvel. I just wanted to have something running. But um, uh, I, I want to acknowledge the in this in this episode i do want to acknowledge that it's uh it's star wars day but i did kind of want to and i i did want to i liked where you were starting and so i want to kind of make some sense out of that um, um which is which is just i mean we 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 we, we compare the dc marvel but like i think um <laughs> directly comparing civil war and something like batman versus superman which was which was very interesting because they both came out in the same year, they both originally were gonna. One was gonna take the the opening weekend, <laughs> and and Marvel stuck to its guns even before it announced what it was because it knew what it was gonna be. Um, but I do think that the handling of the characters, from from the handling to, of the characters to the lighting to the just. I mean, obviously, the screen. It's better in every it's way. It's better in every way. When there's a, it feels like a real world, and yet it still takes wonderful flights of fancy. Now, I've heard lots of criticism that have said uh, the, the the Marvel Cinematic Universe isn't as cinematic. The MCU. <laughs> right. Um, but I will say it is pretty cinematic. Uh, it's just differently cinematic. Just it is the, not... Yeah. you know it's not showy cinematic it's 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 very clear storytelling it's very well done but there's in no way are they um kind of uh hogtied they're not they're not tied down visually and in fact these last two which were direct, both directed by the russo brothers are incredibly cinematic they're very uh they have like a a mctiernan-esque if you will, a John McTiernan-esque sort of cinematic visual to it. What do you think? Yeah, well, I don't know why... I mean, what's the argument that, like, Batman vs. Superman is cinematic? It's all, like, digital and dark to me. I, don't know what, <laughs> I agree. I guess but it, I, like you I, say, I, the, the Marvel movies, they still have a... They still take place in the real world. We mentioned how there's still, like, repercussions to the characters' actions. It's not like a comic book movie where nobody gets hurt. Yeah. You know, like, that's what this whole movie is about, Civil War, that, like, people get hurt by the acts. People die. People yeah. what you know, I also betray one another. So it's yeah. just as, quote, unquote, serious as... I might even say the Batman vs. Superman is, like, more comic booky because it looks so digital and it's so... I don't know, maybe... I don't know if Superman's any more comic booky than anybody else, but because he's Superman, you know, it's like... I, I just know. think... I think what's interesting about it... They have capes. <laughs> like Batman and Superman both have capes. I'm trying to think. I, I know the Vision has a cape and stuff, but like yeah. there's not a lot of capes in the Marvel movies. No, there's not. Uh, <laughs> um, and if there were on some of the characters, a lot of them have like lost them. But yeah, the only two in the current Marvel Cinematic U or three is uh, Thor, Vision, and now Doctor Strange, right? Yeah. And then Thor and uh, Vision can kind of like make his like go away, come and, and come and go. Yeah, and uh, and Thor, so does Thor. He doesn't have it on all the no. time. Um, Is Robert Downey Jr. going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy? I don't know because you know he has to be in every Marvel. Movie. Well, I got to say this. So so uh, <laughs> so I have all right. So I had a whole we're thing watching about the movie the, on mute as we're watching, in the background. So. Well, which movie you got? Oh, it's Captain play. America: Civil War. Yes, or it might be like <clears throat> not sidetracked, but it's just like a. 
yeah. touchstone for talking points as we see sure. it. Sure. Um, well, well. So you just asked: um, Is Robert Downey Jr. going to be in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two? Right. Um, so I did lift my ban on watching trailers. So I have watched a couple of the trailers. That I, I'm pretty I, sure but he's I not. Have not. I just like to joke watched, that he's yeah. in. Because he needs more money. Well, no. I, I, all I got to say though is I haven't watched, uh, like, overly watched the trailers for and all the spots and all that stuff for Guardians of the Galaxy. It's been pretty good at. I have to say the trailers have been good at, like, giving you, back. yeah, like not really giving away. I don't know anything about the plot, who the villain is. It's just like, well, so so I. It's I, more I, like it's, you're going to have a fun time as Guardians of the Galaxy. It's look at the funny characters and group yeah, and everything else, but it doesn't group. really like give away any action scenes. Yeah, it's yeah. more giving you a feel for what the movie is. Sure. Right? Because I know we had a whole podcast on trailers you might want to check out. Yeah. And we don't like when they give away too much in we the trailer. We really don't. I certainly don't. Um, but um, I feel like, yeah, I feel like uh, it, it's a really smart thing when, when they're aware of, for, first of all, the importance of a trailer, right? What 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 the purpose of a trailer is. You not, you need a trailer to sell your movie. So you're going to have to do trailer stuff and put stuff in it but they're aware of what to hold back now i will say that they did do in in one of the trailers of in guardians of galaxy volume 2 trailer they did do a reveal of kurt russell's character Ah, but i will say also that that was announced already in you know articles without any spoiler warning or anything a casting way back when so when you when you when you're doing that and they already know, then it is kind of smart to just be right up front with it. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's like, ah, oh, we already know. Drop it in the trailer. Uh, though I will say, um, like, because I, I understand who the character is that he's playing. That wasn't given away, though, in the It's not. In um, the trailer. So the... And there is a sense That of- will be interesting to see how, how they... You know how they deal with that. Yeah, um, and it is they have the added advantage of everybody loved Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, so sometimes so they can play on a lot. Yeah, like the, the sequel. Like I you know everybody's going to go see it anyway, so they don't have to like give right. stuff away. Like how are we going to get people yeah, to see right. this movie? They could show you nothing, and people are going to rush out exactly, to see it. It's exactly. not like the Justice League trailer. It's like we better show them. <laughs> Some funny lines. You better show them all the characters oh, that are going to be in the movie. Better show them some action scenes because otherwise people. I told aren't you about that Justice League trailer. I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> oh god! I don't mean to keep bringing it up. Oh god! Well, I mean the whole Playboy. Others. It's almost like a. I'm rich. A snowball effect. I mean, it's not easy. At any moment, Marvel could still make like a bad movie, but it sure. seems like well, even still, they got the wheels rolling. Say, one's good, so the next one's going to be good, and next. Well, one's but here's be, the, yeah. the great thing about that. Yes, but the great thing also is they could make a couple of turkeys now, just utter garbage, and still. Well, like Iron Man three, our favorite. <laughs> <laughs> People forget, I like, really, I didn't really like Iron Man 2 I liked, or 3. I, I liked Iron but they Man were 3. Huge hits. Like they made Iron a billion Man. dollars. I, I like, yeah, 1.3, I think, on Iron Man 3. But I think I really liked Iron Man 3. Uh, Iron Man 2 suffered in the in the third act. That's how I feel. And they got, uh, <laughs> for like the 15 minutes that Mickey Rourke was famous again, they, they got, got Mickey Rourke. <laughs> I think it was a very good setup <laughs> that they just didn't. Uh, deliver on yeah um but yeah no so so but 
I, I, there was there was a point I think I was building to with the whole like Marvel and the DC and these two movies and their similarities, but um, but I lost that point. I don't know because it's still. I know the Marvel movies. Oh, right, almost all of them have the all. same producer behind them, and this like the same vision. Yeah, the same vision, but I feel like Driving all the vision. same people are making the DC movies too. But I mean, it hasn't been that many of them. But the same people that made Man of Steel made. Yeah, same guy, same guy, same and, he, and even Christopher Nolan's involved, and he did the Dark Knight yeah, movies. I don't know how. You know what I will say though, Christopher Nolan <laughs> was very at very involved. Yeah, length, uh, you know, sort of thing. But so, so with. The Marvel movies, and there's like people who have argued, oh, you know, is this cinematic and, you know, versus like at least Zack Snyder's movies are more cinematic, is what I've heard. I like Zack Snyder, but I just don't know what they mean by. Well, uh, I. More you know, cinematic. You know, I, I, I don't know Zack Snyder. I'm, I'm sure he's, he seems like he's a pretty decent guy. Uh, he, he clearly cares about Batman. Uh, he does not even like Superman. You can tell. Like, you could tell that he just doesn't like him. Because he makes bad things happen <laughs> in like bad Poor ways. Poor Superman, which which is too bad. So but many people don't like Superman. <laughs> I love Superman. I don't know how you can't love Superman. But but with with this uh, uh, Civil War, the storytelling. You know, there's a whole thing about c- cinema and style, and I'm not like a professor or anything. And obviously, you know. The the arguments of uh, style over substance and this and that um, are, are things that can be debated and and you can't really there's no right answer when it comes to aesthetics right and what you like versus what you don't but I will say that if your style of a thing that you're in in whether whether they're moving the camera whether they're doing whatever they're doing right dark light color this mm-hmm. that whatever if it gets in the way. Of the story that's being told, if you become aware of it to the point where you're like, "Yeah, that shot," then your act it, 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 it takes you out of the movie just as if Don Rickles walked by, you know, and kind of mugged into the camera. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Don Rickles, uh, <laughs> or or you know what I'm saying? It's like you you can't it, you can't be allowed to be taken out of the movie because if the style of the movie takes you out of the movie even if you like it that's bad telling i i say that's bad storytelling now obviously things shouldn't be plain uh but some styles are more muted than others some styles are more straightforward than others to just kind of give you the facts sometimes when there's um you know one of the reasons why there's certain uh exposition scenes are very straight is not just because it's boring, but because they don't want the camera and what's happening to kind of muddle that exposition. I disagree. I think there's a, a way to to have exposition and still make it cinematic. But what I'm saying is it's done because they don't want the style to get in the way. When you have an action movie, one of the things that John McTiernan... And by the way, John McTiernan is the director, great director of... Johnny uh, Mac. Yeah, we call him Johnny Mac. Great director of <laughs> movies like Die Hard, Predator, uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Hunt for Red October. Hunt, Hunt for oh. Red October. It's one of the best movies. What a movie. Oh, what a movie. And a, and a personal favorite of both mine, Vic. 
uh, the Thomas Crown. Oh, ah, yes. Which he, which he, he, which he called the gentleman's action movie. Yeah, and that again, but, that movie like is not overly cinematic. It's kind of like, and yet it's incredibly cinematic. Yeah, like I'm like I'm watching Captain America right now. It's beautiful shots, and it's and you can see so obviously things, professionally done. It's yeah. like rich. The colors are rich. The lighting is. Like, I yeah. say Batman vs Superman is even more like a. I know we keep picking on it, but that's more like a flat comic book movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if they consider well, and, that and, cinematic, like, just because it's anything dark is considered by some people. By to be some people. And so I think what's more serious, is so it's more, more serious. grown up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to talk over you. What's, what's interesting is more serious or more dark is considered more serious, therefore more uh, taken more seriously. Mm-hmm. And yet, like you said, things that are. Uh, that don't have depth, that are flat by their muddy imagery, is a perfect example of something that is not very cinematic. But but also, what John McTiernan was saying about action movies was he was talking about, uh, in one of his commentaries, he was talking about geography in a scene. And I remember hearing him say that, or like, you know, and I'm like, what? Yeah, you know. But as he was describing it, he was saying that at some point, in a scene, you need to be able to see where you are. You need to see the camera needs to establish where the, the hero is, where the villain is, where the scenario, where the things are. Because if you don't, if that's not clear, right? If you don't know where someone is, then when there's action and everyone's in jeopardy, you don't know what's you 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 have no sense of this jeopardy. Yes. You have no idea how close the villain is to the hero or or vice versa you just you don't understand it i remember uh john carpenter saying the same thing right on a commentary for the thing because they're in that base up in the north well antarctica i guess mm-hmm. in there like without even realizing it you know like this is where the kitchen is this is where this building is in relation to that building and you got to set that stuff up so later on when things are happening yes well and so uh, let's pause for a second, though, and, and just looking. This is the moment in, where in Civil War, Captain America uh, arm curls a helicopter. <laughs> Literally a flying helicopter. He arm curls it back into the helipad. Love Captain America. Genius. But anyway, it, I mean, that was that that is a moment I when, when watching it, I la- I laughed out loud. That was laugh out loud <laughs> funny. And I um, I laughed because. Because that is just this very interesting show of male uh, something, male machismo <laughs> on screen. You know, it's it's very like uh, there, there's very much there's, there's images about you know what how women are portrayed, how men are portrayed, how this or that. But this is that that moment of him kind of. <laughs> of him turning that uh, helicopter crash into a into an arm curl, yeah, it's just very funny. But anyway, um, also like you know, it just shows Captain America is like never gives up, never gives up, and he's super strong. <laughs> but he had to do that in a t shirt. <laughs> but it was like Chris Evans goes to the gym a lot, so it shows. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, what was I saying? I don't even know. Um, I was talking about uh, geography, geography in, 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 in an action scene. And so if you can't, if you don't see what's happening, then you don't know what's going on. You, you don't know what's going on and where. So it doesn't matter how 
crazed and impassioned the actors in the scene are, if you have no, they, if they're across the room from each other or right next to each other, if we have no idea of that, we can't care, and we begin to check out. And it was really with guys like Michael Bay. Yeah, most. most I was going to say a lot of people don't. Do a lot that. of directors now have they don't care. They about have that. no sense of that. Michael Bay, because he was successful, right? He was sloppy, but his movies were successful, so people began to emulate that style, leaving out important things. And then when you go to see a movie that's directed by John McTiernan, and you say, wow, this is so rich. Something, what is, what's going on? Why does this feel better? The reason why it feels better is because it's designed better. And, and the directors that kind of jump off from the John McTiernan school... John Woo. Yeah. I think people, the, the average... not. Not to say it's anybody's fault. I don't want to make it sound like, well, we're cinematic or tours or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think most people don't pay attention to that. But whether you realize it or not, it's happening. Like, I think people... exactly Like, they're not thinking when they see a Michael Bay movie, like, oh, I was confused, you know. Yeah. Well, I couldn't follow the action. But they're not think. They just think, like, oh, I just wasn't paying attention. Or, right. you know, they're not realizing that... That it was the movie. There's a reason fault. why, like, Die Hard has great action scenes. Right. It's not it, just because, like, oh, somebody got lucky and they made a great action movie. It's like, no, like, they put work into it. Exactly. And made it easy for you to follow. Also, also. People think action is just like a car chase. Is a car, like, you could have two car chases and one could be, like, really clear and easy to understand and one could just be, like, cars exploding. And you think it's kind of like you're bamboozled into thinking you saw, like, a really cool car chase. Right. But really. You just saw a bunch of explosions. You just saw explosions and, you know. Cars flipping over, and it's Absolutely. like, wow, that was actually kind of get a headache afterwards. You, you get leave, a headache, and you like leave you the said, theater, and you're like, what? What just happened there? Like the scene seemed to go on for too long. At the end yeah. of every Transformers movie is just like oh, them God. fighting in city streets on rooftops, and it's just like explosions. Like I have no idea what. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. It seems like every one they end up. There's another one where they go into the city to like. Endanger as many people as they can. As many people as they can. To knock it over an entire 50-story building. These are the good guys. These are the Transformers. Yeah. yeah, They're supposed to be helping humanity. Uh, But no, but I also, like you said, right? You said that there are people who will be there uh, watching a movie and they'll look away. Or they'll just think, ah, you know, I'm, I'm barely following this. When they don't realize it's the movie's fault. Because if a movie doesn't keep you interested it's a flawed movie or you think like ah that wasn't that good or right you know like it was an action movie but ah, I don't need to see it again or yeah because he just it wasn't good designed it poorly and so and so uh, that's another great effect about Civil War is that Civil War when it cuts when it shows things you see Captain America Civil War you see uh What's happening? You see what's going on, and then when it when it does have very frenetic action, when it when you see, you know, like that, um, uh, the, the the dialed up uh, effect where it's, um, geez, I'm going to have to cut this. Ramping? <laughs> no, no, not ramping. <laughs> it's where you the the, the shutter. Okay. Where they do the shutter imagery where you know once it, it not only is the camera kind of 
moving and 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 trying to pick up everything but also there's kind of a shutter flutter image where you can kind of it it helps you witness more of the action it kind of uh they do that in some sporting events and stuff so you can kind of see a little bit more of what's going on um in 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 cap two right in in winter soldier when when cap and winter soldier really begin to throw down <clears throat> there was that, you know, because you see him like fighting with the knife, and there's these moments where he's flipping the knife from one hand to the mm-hmm. next while they're fighting. Movie never slows down; the fight still goes on. You can still you can see that that like the blade flipping the blade in the air, tumble a- as he reaches down to catch it with his lower hand, and then still fighting. Um, it was just going on just now with uh, Winter Soldier pulling people out while those other soldiers were there. Uh, as Bucky was recalling, um, you know, that kind of stuff, uh, is still present. So it's not like, it's not like these are, were dialed down action movies in any way, but again, it's the, it's the, it's the well lit, well shot, well told story that then has good sequences built into it. And that is what makes this a superior movie. I agree. And I think uh, William Hurt's hairpiece is very cinematic. It looks beautiful. <laughs> General Ross, which I believe means that the Hulk with uh, Edward Norton yeah. is part of continuity. Oh, it absolutely is. Because I guess you know, he's in that one, too. For well, Robert Downey yeah, Jr. is the very, in the very the post-credit cookie or whatever you call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is in that one. Which so. was done after the fact. Like, well after the fact. Like, once... Iron Man was a hit. Hulk was already out or about to be out or something like that. They said, okay, this is working. And people love the, the end tag with... Uh, get William Hurt back. Yeah. They said, get him back. We're going to do a quick scene. And William Hurt said, all right, because all that work I'm getting right now. <laughs> well, well, he's got nothing else to do. I mean, look, I think it was it was a nice touch having William Hurt, quite frankly. Yeah, I like William Hurt. I mean, look, anytime you have this gravitas. All right, so we're at the Spider-Man sequence, actually. We're at the Peter Parker just walking in. Shoehorned into the movie. Uh, you know what? I really like it. <laughs> I like it. My, uh, <laughs> but, but, our but our friend of ours, I don't know if I should say his name, has a big problem with hot Aunt May. <laughs> doesn't like uh, Marissa Tomei. But did you wait? Did you notice this when he walked in? How he was just looking at the piece of toast, and then he kind of <laughs> oh, glances over. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, Robert yeah. Downey. Why? Why was he doing that? Why is he? Sometimes he overacts. I think he always wants uh, motivation. Well, he always wants like your eyes to go to him. Oh, okay. okay, I know. I remember seeing a documentary on the Magnificent Seven, and Yul Brenner used to get upset at uh, Steve McQueen. Because it was one of Steve McQueen's earliest films, and if there would be a scene and Yul Brenner would be talking, Steve McQueen would be in the background, like, playing with his hat or doing something where, like, your eye went to him, and Yul Brenner was, like, pissed off about that because he thought he was the star of the movie. <laughs> so even though you're seeing, like, you know, Marissa Tomei saying her lines, but Robert Downey Jr. is off to the right of the screen, like, oh, look at that. playing with a piece of toast, and you're looking at him. Yep. Like, he's smart enough to know, like, I want everybody but he did looking it, at me. But he did do it. He didn't do it as a distraction. I will say he did it <laughs> at the time you needed to. He didn't like because even though he was looking, uh, I mean, playing with the thing, he kind of <laughs> looked over the camera at as as if the camera panned to him. You know, he's he's been Oscar nominated. It's been a while, I think, before yeah. Chaplin. I was like twenty five years ago sure. or something. Ninety two, and I mean. he's like, you know, he's biggest 
paid star in the world now, Robert Downey Jr. Sure, Iron Man, sure, but sure. he's never more than like one half step removed from uh, Derek Lutz from Back to School. <laughs> he's like the same guy. I Just the say, way he talks, his little like a, his sense of humor as Iron Man is still like. Eh. Once so, in a while, he reverts to Derek Lutz. What's really funny about that is I have I do have a theory about actors, uh, male actors, and how they. Once they get to a, a a certain point, a certain character, a certain something, they just keep playing that same exact character mm-hmm. every single time. Like so, in the trailer for the Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man movie, where he's in the back of the limo and he's just like, Whoa, "Oh whoops. my gosh, oh my god!" Stand by, look at that. We get it. Well, I, I swear, I anyway the, the trailer for the new Spider-Man. Who was it? Wait, who was it? It's, I don't know. It was from like Montana or something. <laughs> so wait, what you need to do is <laughs> silence that completely. And I did. I, I thought I put it on mute. This will all be edited out. Yeah, I, put, I thought I put it on vibrate. I'm going to have to edit this guy. <clears throat> but he's in the back this of the limo cool. with Peter Parker, and he's like making jokes like, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Don't do anything I would do. And he's like, and he thinks he's going to hug him. He's like, I'm not hugging him. Just open the door. <laughs> like, it's Derek Lutz, <laughs> grown up and a billionaire. That's, and that's super all he genius. Is. And a super genius. <clears throat> I don't know. I still I like, like it. I like RDJ. RDJ is killing it, and uh, I think I think the best part about RDJ with all of this is that he's. I, I think the it's not only is it the best part, but it's the underlying thing that people who love it and hate it don't entirely understand is they think he's being the character is kind of a sarcastic, you know, witty sort of guy right but they miss they miss the fact that he's not actually as iron man as tony stark and 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 then a, a step deeper as uh at you know actual rdj he believes in what he's doing he's not actually thumbing his nose off at anybody he's not yeah, it's not like he's a not defense mechanism necessarily well, but, but i know, I know not, what you mean that's right, like he's his not undermining the story because there's been a lot of sort of oh i'm gonna quip at this thing in this sort of like hey audience don't you see that this is kind of dumb and that what not only does that undermine the people watching it but it literally takes you out of it takes you out of the movie but it also kind of says like hey you're kind of a dope for caring because i don't even care right and 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 what's great is Robert Downey Jr. cares a lot. He cares. He cares. I care. What movie is that? <laughs> you know what's funny? <laughs> I care. To, yeah, Start, I, know, I know what that's everybody, from. <laughs> that's that's a forty. That's a forty-year-old line. I care. <laughs> but um, today I'm trying to think. Because isn't there a line in Back to School where he says he seems to care about what? I have no idea. I don't know if he's referring to <laughs> oh, Robert no. Downey Jr. In that movie, you know what? I, I, it all I comes get, back to I Derek Lutz. I gotta, I gotta say this though, <laughs> I haven't seen Back to School forever, so I'm just going, I'm just going with it. I, I'm, I'm playing along really well, yeah. but I don't, I don't even know. He's well, so he's a good kid. He seems to care about what I have no idea. But um, yeah. Well, even earlier in this movie, when he's talking about the what movie are we talking the kid about? who died in, Ca- in Captain America: Civil War. Oh yeah. And even that, he kind of, he, he just plays something from his phone and he's like oh yeah by the way this kid you know even that he kind of goes into it as like not joking 
Well, so but he doesn't want to be like this kid's dead and it's my fault. You know, it's just kind of right. like, oh, you, you, oh, by the way, this kid that you're looking at, you know, he was a smart kid, but you know, and then he kind of and then he does it, and but, then he gets serious. But that's well, just so his that, way of dealing right, with it. And things. that's what's great. That was what was great about the lesson learned uh, by Tony Stark in Iron Man One. Right, that was what was just what's great about. Robert Downey as an actor is because if you know he's going in serious, you get prepared for that. But if you let him, if you let him kind of make you laugh, then you forget that he's a really good dramatic actor. And that is, that's the superpower of Robert Downey Jr. (laughs) Seriously, right? That's the superpower of him because he has said, I, I, I like being a company man. He said that about being in the Marvel movies. He he it doesn't look at, like, you know, we joke about, like, oh, yeah, he's really rich, and oh, yeah, he needs more money, ha-ha. Um, but he believes and really cares about these Marvel movies. He wants them to be good, not just because he's in them. <laughs> so no, the paychecks really keep coming in? No, yeah. Seriously. He, well, he's like the face of the franchise, a, kind of, so if they're the bad... Of, but it's more than that. It's not because if they're bad, they're, you know, whatever. Because I'm sure a couple more, you know, bucks and he wouldn't care. And uh, if they were really bad, he could just say, All right, you know what, I'm done. But he really does care that they're good. He really does like them to be good. He helps to elevate them. He 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 is number one in the room to buy into something and he puts his work in and i and you see it you've seen it if you watch any of the behind the scenes stuff but you you legit see it in his work and 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 you see it in his acting you see it in the character work you see it so that when so again it makes the funny stuff more fun and then when he cares like in this movie because yes robert downey junior is clearly a superstar in this movie but he's not the star of the movie and yet He's the one who has to go. He has to discover things, right? He's put in. He's put in a kind of a. You know, it was very clever to to design the movie this way. To have the guy that is very carefree be the one who cares the mo who cares in the traditional way, because if it were flip flopped, it would be typecasting, right? Mm-hmm. Where. Captain America is doing what he's told because he's a, you know, blue boy scout kind of Superman like guy. And <clears throat> Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man is the, I, I'm going to thumb my nose at, at the authority. So if he was already going to, if he was already on the breakaway side, it would seem like to, to, it would be playing to type. So it was very clever by designing it this way to have it go in this direction. I mean, uh, and I know it, 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 it goes back to the comics and whatever, but that, that was a very good move, right? Because then you make, you make, um, it, it, it very much becomes like a sequel to, to winter soldier because captain America was standing for the things that America was prop, like the proper stuff that America wants to believe in the moral center that America kind of always has to fight to find um, even when it's not in a high ground 
and and he you know as Captain America he acknowledges when America's been doing things wrong he's like we're not bullies you know mm-hmm. he you know he he calls out the the wrong use of might and and kind of like uh you know military power in uh, in Winter Soldier and in this one um He's essentially saying, look, you know, we have the, we are superpowers. We got superpowers and stuff, but we can't let ourselves be kind of governed by people with agendas. And essentially he was agreeing with Tony Stark saying like, yeah, you know, you know, something should get reined in, but we should be the ones that do it. I I, I dig it. I dig it. Love Captain America. I just say that over and over again. <laughs> or or just that. I know a lot of people love Iron Man. I like Iron Man too. But I, you like Iron Man too? Well, no, that's the worst one. <laughs> no, but they're like, oh, no, you know, Iron Man's the leader of the Avengers. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> Captain America's leader. Too. He is. And I actually really <laughs> like that. Like, no, he's got no superpowers. Even Thor is good. Doesn't that? Like, no, nah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't like, matter. The Hulk listens to Captain America. He does. That's and I, that's what talking, I always But say. I will say, and what's really good fun about um, about that in the Avengers movie is, and I, I I don't know if we've mentioned that too, is that Joss Whedon is very smart in how he designed that movie because there's a tug of war that happens and then Iron Man, who is for us as Marvel Cinematic Universe people... MCU? <laughs> uh, we're on his side, right? Uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s yeah, side. He's the, he's the de facto leader. Sort we of, started with him. But, but Iron Man literally tosses the ball to cap in that movie he yeah. says you know you call it cap yeah and by exactly. doing that he's made in that one little moment he makes captain america the head of the team love it i love it keep going i gotta I wanted to dave's leaving so i'm on my own so i'm gonna try to get a word in edgewise now that they always oh, back he's got the much bigger microphone too not <laughs> hey we're not no, gonna no, talk no, about i'm not get, trying to get into any I'll give Double you the other mic. You want, you want this mic? If you could see his microphone compared to mine. That's why... Well, you wanted to hold it. I actually just wanted to test this one. I'm holding my microphone for the podcast today. You got it. He's holding it like a lounge singer, folks. If you can I see am a lounge it. singer. <laughs> he is. I might break into song at any moment. At any I mean, moment. look at this scene here in the well, so that, big action scene coming the, up in the airport. It's bright. It's sunny. It's not raining and dark. And it's just... No. It's probably just as digital. It is, actually. As Batman vs Superman, I don't know why that is, like but it that. doesn't seem that way. Which again is a, a credit to the filmmakers that they could integrate the digital technology so easily. I agree. You know, it's kind of like if you don't realize you're seeing it, but it's there. Right? How much of this is digital? Yeah. Right. The beauty of this is we have no idea. <laughs> I just keep going back to the. Behind the scenes of Batman vs. Superman where there was like 10 feet by 10 feet of rubble that they were standing on and, and everything else was just a green screen green background. and grips and <laughs> union workers, you know, and they're like, they're standing like, around. Like, like you said, it's 10 feet away. Yeah. And they're supposed to be in this huge wasteland where the big battlefield has just occurred. Like, I know at least they're outdoors. No, they weren't. At an airport somewhere. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, like... They were in like a little studio, Batman vs Superman. Like, <laughs> and I ring, know that's what Justice rain. League is going to be like, and I know that's what I don't know. 
And I know maybe you're not supposed to let the behind the scenes color. on the DVD, yeah, color, but you could just tell that they're not outside. You just know that, you know, it's like almost like we've gone back to the 1930s and 40s where they were. Yeah. There's just like a big sheet in the background painted with like mountains and they're supposed to be out like the old west or something or in a jungle but you know they're not really in a jungle yeah come on (laughs) it's a real world in captain america it really is or or whatever ant-man or whatever whatever movie they're making it's like i know that people complain maybe that dr strange was very digital at some point but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have a problem with it. No, I mean, I got the sense he went to Tibet or something. It seemed like. I think this. Yeah, all right. So now we're at the mo- little moment where Hawkeye goes to take on Vision, and and really, why? <laughs> like, why is Hawkeye even bothering? It's just kind of silly that he's even bothering to do that, but he does it obviously to draw out Scarlet Witch. Uh. Well, they had to give Hawkeye the shoehorn him into the movie somehow. Yeah, not one. I mean, doesn't it look like Hawkeye? Look, look, look at Hawk, Hawkeye. Didn't he look like he fell asleep? Just now? <laughs> and it wasn't because of the sleeper hold that he was in. I was going to say another thing. And they you also, know, they don't really explain. But what she's doing is she's making Vision like so dense, incredibly dense, yeah. and that he can't because he can change his density. So she's changing his density from. I am your density. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, your destiny. Oh. What movie, folks? (laughs) Anyway, the reason why I backed this up is for this scene. No, actually, not this. Oh, but this is a good scene. (laughs) Uh, uh, Say something about this scene. Well, he's got a V-neck on. (laughs) No. No. The whole Wakandan... Uh... Yeah, it wasn't for this scene, but because this is the scene I was waiting for, uh, a different scene, but whoa, well, that was the scene. Whoa, what's going on? What are you doing? David's lost control of the lost control. Blu-ray player. The scene, there was the scene of the Wakanda, uh, the scene where uh, T'Challa, who is the Black Panther's walking out with his one of his female bodyguards... Uh, and Black Widow is there. Now, this is this is actually this is actually kind of a step back. If you step back to an earlier scene where Black Widow uh, and Tony Stark are talking, and he says, "You got any ideas? We could really use a Hulk." And she goes, "I got an idea." You know, her idea is to get the Black Panther. Seems like a lot of Black Widow in this movie is she's going around just like talking to people, trying to well, convince them one way or the other. She's like the not the voice of reason, but I guess she's kind of playing both sides. You could see she, she does that because she starts off on Iron Man's side, but then ends up on Captain America's side. So. Well, she actually starts off on Cap's side, yeah. literally. Yeah. Then flips to Iron Man. But she Man's goes side to the funeral and she's like, "Cap, I was worried about you." And she's and then she's like talking to Cap, like, "Don't get involved in this." And then she goes to. Black right. Panther and she says, don't to, get involved in this. And she, no, no, she she just said to Black Panther, get involved with me. Yeah, well, well I mean, right after his father dies, when they're sitting on the park oh, bench, yeah, she's yeah, like, don't, yeah. say, I will kill him myself. <laughs> what was that accent? <laughs> <laughs> that, was my, that was my Wakandan accent. It was a good one. It was a good one. <laughs> I just wanted to know. I'm the captain now. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> so I will anyway, kill him myself. So anyway, that was a cool scene because if you remember uh, Black Widow's waiting 
and of of all of the black people there she's black, <laughs> she's black widow but she wasn't black but um <laughs> but she stands there and the and his bodyguard one of the the Dormage, I can't. I can never remember how to say it, and that's just really bad at being. Um, but she she walks up to to Black Widow and says, "Move, or you will be moved." And Black Panther just kind of looks at both of them and says, "As interesting as this <laughs> as it would be to watch this kind of fight, you know, he's like, you could, you know, cut it out." But um, the real scene I wanted to, that was a fun little scene, but the real scene I wanted to talk about was this one. So talk about it. Let's where, talk about it. Where, where Cap finally gets some action from Yeah, talk about Sharon it. Sharon Carter. I mean, this is, every, this is everything the Marvel movies are. It's like it's got a little, <laughs> little humor. It's got good characterization. You care yeah. about the characters. So even so, the minor little characters exactly. like Sharon Carter is somebody Sharon you Carter, care about well cast. Sharon Carter. Which uh uh The which, interplay between the characters. Actually, like this I is think, how they would actually be with each other. Yeah. They're not I think though they were originally setting her up to be Captain uh Captain Marvel. Oh. But anyhow, um which would have been clever, but it would have been, you know, not bringing a name and now that name is Brie Larson yeah, Academy. She won an Oscar. Oscar. Yeah, Oscar no. winner, Academy Award winner, Brie Larson. The jury's out on Brie Larson. Sure, uh, not on, not for me. But anyhow, um, <laughs> she's a great actor. Um, what can I say? And I don't put a, I don't assign a, a, a gender to acting. Uh, I just don't do that. Not actress. I don't do it. Like think of doctor, doctress. You don't have a doctress if it's your uh, your doctor is a, a female woman. You know, and call her. Oh, hello, a female doc- woman. A female woman. <laughs> uh, you don't say hello, doctress. True. And, and so the same thing with actors. Um, though I, I, as arrogant as it's going to sound, I will allow it when they're giving out awards, it, but only for that designation, you know. But I don't necessarily need. I uh, think that that's you know. I don't think that's. Yeah, that would be weird because I guess at the Oscars you would have like best actor and best and actor. best actor. <laughs> that's that's exactly why I said that. But anyway, uh, yeah. What, what what was so great about this was this was set up over many movies, right? The the captain mm-hmm. because he'd wanted to have he, you know he kind of wanted to have a girlfriend. The end of Captain America, which ends brilliantly. Him waking up in modern New York. Everything pays off. Everything pays off, right? He wakes up in modern New York, and and uh, Nick Fury finds him and says, "I'm sorry, Cap. You know, we didn't mean to fool you. We were just trying to ease you into this and this and this and that." And Cap kind of takes it in, and accepts it, and then like looks around, and what does he say? Come on, man! I I, I uh, set that up for you, and you just you you don't come on. Uh, <laughs> where am I? What year is this? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> that is not. What I don't I remember said. him saying anything. I thought I remember he's in Times Square. Comes to Times Square. And he looks around, and then he says, <laughs> "Yeah, but I had a date." Ah, and it was. Great. Now, I I, 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 I kind of flubbed the line. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So uh, anybody who, any of our listeners who want to write in, call in, or genuinely just kind of correct us, I can look this up and whatever. But the point was, 
That was a great way to end that movie. It was an excellent way to end that movie. He'd had a date that he couldn't make. He was late to his date, 70 years late. And he's a kind of a heartbroken guy. He goes through other movies now, okay, where he flirts with uh, his second movie. He kind of flirts mm-hmm. with Black Widow, but they don't do anything. Cat, uh, Avengers, nothing. He's just angry about it. And in, and in one of the cut scenes, he actually sees the older woman... Right or is, is yeah, she, yeah. She's in a hospital bed. But he still deals also with being out of time. Mm-hmm. They don't just like he's know, a man out of time. Glide over that. Like even uh, in this movie, he's still dealing with right catching up with seven missing seventy years or whatever. And so in this movie, when she she dies, and in in Captain America too, this this woman, this woman, uh, this younger woman, as his neighbor, is introduced, who she kind of flirts with him, and actually, uh, in Cap Two, uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier, um, you have Black Widow trying to set him up with, uh, you know, what are you doing Thursday night? He's like, well, since all the guys in my barbershop quartet are dead, I guess nothing, you know. Uh, and she's like, well, it's so-and-so in accounting. And he's like, I'm just not going to do that. Not ready. Not ready. And and his neighbor says something about his laundry, or she's coming in from the laundry. And he he kind of awkwardly thinks, all right, yeah, maybe I'll try to, but doesn't. And then finds out very quickly when something goes wrong that she's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, clearly planted to kind of look out for him. So then he shuts that down. But now we return, and then there was a, you know, uh, Avengers 2 was between this one and that one. Mm -hmm. And so we're seeing more of him as a guy. He he had acknowledged that, you know, uh, to to the Hulk. He he said, well, it's really nice to see you and Natasha kind of do that. You should do it. And he says, taking it from, from me as a guy who's waited too long, don't, right? He says, like, he says... Uh, it's acknowledging how he doesn't engage in relationships. So, like you said, in this movie, not only is there the payoff of her reveal, tying it to Peggy, and I don't think that that's awkward. Yes, it's his, it's her aunt, so it's not even his daughter, her daughter, which that would be a little awkward. But he's starting to warm up to this this idea that hey, he could like a girl. So. In the middle of all this, she steals their gear back, and you got you got Bucky and uh, Sam Wilson, who is Falcon, and they're sitting there all crammed into that little VW, mm-hmm. and uh, Cap goes and goes to talk to her, right? And which was just so great, the two of them. Oh, I think I skipped it back. <laughs> it's all but, right, I mean. but but the two of them, which is so so much fun, <laughs> is. They're in the, uh, you know, they're in the car and they're they're talking. Well, I mean, they're watching Cap talk to her, and then she kind of gives him a goodbye, good luck kiss. And even though the two of them uh, in the car are at odds, they both love Steve. They both, uh, you know, they're happy for their buddy. <laughs> and so there's this great moment where they they just kind of like Cap kind of bashfully after he gets his kiss, he bashfully. You know, looks over his shoulder to see if his guys were looking, you know. 
And not only were they looking, they were looking and they're proud of them. I, I really dig that. I really dig that. What do you think? It's everything that a Marvel movie is different than a DC movie. Exactly. I can't remember like any lighthearted moments and <laughs> Man of Steel or Batman vs Superman is just like all serious all the time. All serious all the time. I can remember a lighthearted moment in the Justice League trailer, but it seemed like it was lifted right out of a Marvel movie. That's because they're like they got. Where where I don't say they're finally the wising up, but it's like we got to put some lighthearted stuff in this. Movie. Where, where the Flash goes, what's your superpower? And what does Batman say? I'm rich. See that? I remember. <laughs> it's funny. Batman, or, he's, he's, he's laugh riot. Or or, uh, or, <laughs> or Commissioner Gordon says to Batman, it's good to see you playing well with others, which is exactly out of Iron Man. Iron Man says that a couple of times. Rip off. I don't know. I think I'm losing big, ladies and gentlemen. I know I talk a lot, but uh, this time... No, I'm just watching the scene for the fifth time. <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> <clears throat> and, then, and then, actually, if you really want to talk about it, and we'll wrap it up with this, um, is Civil War, right? I think, by design, I think, all right, first of all, Die Hard really knows how to do it, right? The, the original Die Hard. The action builds to two big scenes one a big colossal action sequence right like a climactic action sequence the set piece and then the second yeah that's not even the final right and then the second is a character resolution Mm -hmm. that's how you do it that's how you do it and so this movie does that right this movie has the big, massive battle at the airport of all of the, the collision of the two sides and just them going at it back and forth and back and forth and the brilliance of what they didn't show in the trailer. Okay, you and I and, and you know, 90% of the, all of the Marvel Comics fans knew that Ant-Man could turn into Giant Man, okay? Uh so you knew there was the potential for that, but they never showed it in the trailer. So when, even if you did know it could have been coming, the, there's so much going on that you're, you, you're on pace with what's happening, not thinking ahead. So when Ant-Man, who is pretty much a comic, a comedic character. Comic relief, yeah. Right. When it, and and he even you know he steals back Cap's shield and says here you go Captain America he just feels glad to be on the team when he you know steps up uh, and says uh, you know I'm the boss I'm the boss I'm the boss <laughs> and goes Giant Man that's a great big reveal it was such a great reveal that literally the character Iron Man says does anybody else uh, does anybody on our side have any shocking and fantastic you know what's the line what's the line he's like uh does anyone anyone on our side have any shocking something like that well at first he's like the little guy's big now and so he's like, he's like, the little guy's, the little guy's big. well no that was that was what uh yeah that was what a uh, uh, war machine says the little guy's big now the little yeah. guy's big now um but it was great it was great it was really smart it was really fun marvel knew how to what to show and what not to show apparently 
once the movie had been out about three or four weeks, they'd had a, 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 a television commercial that did show uh, him go Iron uh, Ant-Man to Giant Man. But as a big reveal, that was a great moment. They held that back. Guess what they didn't do in Batman versus Superman? Hold anything back? They showed us Wonder Woman. The Wonder Woman reveal could have been the Giant Man reveal in Batman versus Superman, but they didn't do it. They showed us that. They told us, and they showed us. That was dumb. So when, so when it was uh, it, the, the the greatest moment of the Batman versus Superman trailer is when she steps up and and Superman looks at Batman and goes, "Is she with you?" And Batman goes, I thought she was with you. <laughs> that was great, right? Because then the very next shot is the the, the trinity, the, the super trinity. Batman, uh, you know, Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, right? The three of them. And then, and then it cuts to black and it says the title. I said to myself, oh, well, that sucks. Because not only did they show us... Batman versus Superman, but then they showed us Lex Luthor, they showed us Doomsday, and they showed us Wonder Woman. They showed everything. Well, they said in it the wasn't movie. Doomsday. No, he did. He said Doom, you're Doomsday. No, but I mean, I remember before the movie came out, they're like, it's not Doomsday, but then in <laughs> the movie, very, it's very Doomsday. clearly Doomsday. Yeah. but it was just dumb. And and so again, it's it's like the things that are wrong are so wrong, and it just shows. I think it's a fundamental lack of 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 design of of caring uh about the things that you're dealing with and 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 the movie suffered ultimately and that's why dc isn't as good as marvel so 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 the verdict (laughs) so what's the verdict i'm pretty sure every marvel movie has been better i mean dc is way behind there's only been like you know three or four dc movies so. so you're saying what's all right so the the worst Marvel movie is still better than the best of the. Disney. Yeah, I mean, what's what would be the worst Marvel movie? You you call Iron it, Man I, two or something, and even that's I not like, so bad. Like I'm saying, it's not so bad to me. That would be, yep, of like Phase one, two, or three, whatever they call them in sure. the Marvel movies. And yet, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't even name. I mean, there's really only Man of Steel. There's Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, and Suicide Squad. Suicide, ah, oh. that was another bad movie. And the Justice League trailer. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna use the Justice League trailer as, as proof movie. that it's not good. Well, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm ha- I, I don't know. I anyway, anyway, um, we're gonna say good night, but. Before we do, um, I want this line to to come up. I will say I also like I like that uh, they had a plan the whole time. And is there a good guys bad guys thing? And the other thing is when they're fighting, are they really fighting to hurt each other? Hmm. Is there ever a side that really is going to hurt the other side? Just trying to like as is evidenced. I think that I think that what they also should have done is with a line because of them all, vision is the most powerful, right? And and I was listening to the the Nerdist podcast uh, earlier today. I was listening to the Anthony Mackie uh, uh, 
podcast, which was really fun and really funny. And shout out to Anthony Mackey and uh, Chris Hardwick. And, uh, you know, Mackey, this was last year when the movie had come out. And Mackey mentions how, like, a lot of people would say, oh, you know, how come Thor, how come Hulk both aren't in this movie? Civil War. And, and he says, look, they're, they're essentially gods. Either one of them could have just destroyed the other, you know, the other team decimated. So it was very clever that they kind of set the scenario up where they, where they weren't uh, in this, in the setting. And so also as a result of that, now we have more evened odds, but vision is kind of badass. Like he's not kind of, he's, he's fully, you know, he's hardcore. So what's he doing? I think they should have had a line. Like, where is Vision right now? Isn't he at, like, the center of the Earth or something? Oh, no. Is, actually, is he no. Still he hasn't shown, I guess he hasn't shown up yet. But there's a moment where when they're, gonna, they're all going to line up and he's going to show up. And they should have a line where they say, Vision, just, you know, stand by and don't let anybody fly away. Because he really doesn't fight. True. Now, th- there's a couple of moments that, you know, he does... He does fly through Giant Man. You know, he just flew in me. You know, yeah. Uh, there's a couple of moments, but um, you really, you know, I think Vision could have shut the whole the whole thing down very quickly. And the real question is, why are these are these guys trying to hurt each other? Like Spider Man, he can hurt these guys, but he kind of he and he doesn't have anything invested Tony Stark is is the reason hey wait I'm gonna get the uh, I'm gonna get the uh, remote Dave's getting the remote this will all be edited out it will <laughs> we're watching the uh, big action scene and oh maybe you could hear it oh my oh no in the background They captured Spider-Man's character, Peter Parker's character. That's funny. Funny. So the question is, are there stakes with this? Because even Mackie did say that there were. I guess they're trying to capture them so they could be in trouble if they get captured. This is great. Somebody. Everybody's got their own little line to do. And it's all it's spread it's all out evenly character. amongst. Uh, but where? All right. So look, they're running. The listeners can't see what we're. It's okay. The listener. <laughs> You're. Can't see. Our folks. See, there's vision. I like Vision. I like his look. I think they're out-muscled. <laughs> they literally yeah, have side a powered person, yeah. two guys in suits, uh, a, an android, and a guy in a, in a vibranium mesh. Super enhanced. Well, Cap's always the underdog. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> what I also think is like, what if they didn't lock up the way that they choose? Like, who fights Vision Furt? Like, it looks like Hawkeye shooting arrows at him. <laughs> <laughs> Hawkeye apparently just shot an arrow at, at uh, Iron Man, too, as well. It's very clear those two guys are going to fight. This is very cinematic. Very cinematic. Scarlet Witch is pretty powerful, too. Even though she has how, that how weird, undesigned power. Undefined, I mean. Yes. She has telekinesis and the witch power of... Prob- she has a probability power. The, the hex power. She's also really good-looking. <laughs> Super power that she has. <laughs> Most of them are good-looking, except, except for Hawkeye. He's not so good It's an entirely digital Spider-Man. Shoehorned in. Mostly digital Spider-Man. I don't think the kid's there. (laughs) He's in I don't think he's there. He's not there. It's it's all MOS. It's all in later. Hey, look. Where's Vision right now? Where's Vision? Yeah, I don't know. They, I guess that's a way of getting out of the, you know, having to getting around the vision problem. They just don't show them. The vision problem. But I think that what should have been, in the same way that Iron Man's told Spider-Man, look, you know, stay out of the way, he should have told Vision, don't let them get away. You know, just hang back and don't let them fly away, you know? Don't you agree? That's in the deleted scenes, maybe. Do you like this line? Great line. It's so true to the character. It is. The How much of Brooklyn. Batman and Superman, like Superman, doesn't act the way Superman he should says, act, and Martha. Batman doesn't, doesn't act the way Batman should act? Martha. Yeah, yeah. And they don't act the way they should act together. But in this movie, that, mean, that's how Iron Man would talk. That's how Captain America would react. That's how Spider-Man would make a joke. It's like exactly the way. Exactly. They've been brought to life on the big screen. Yes. Exactly the way. Exactly the way. And, 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 and like you said, Batman, my biggest, if I had one single criticism for Batman versus Superman, it is that Batman acts like the Punisher. I've said this before. Batman acts like the Punisher in a Batman suit. He just murders people. He's not Batman at all. And Superman is just a guy, some dopey guy with Superman's powers that doesn't want to be Superman. There is no, there, there's a maybe a brief story here or there, but Superman w- wants to be Superman. It's a mess. <laughs> it's a mess. CR four part expose on <laughs> Batman versus Superman. Wait, we're, we're going we're going until we get to the line. No. After that, yeah, we're going until we get to the line. After that, we could just start a two-hour podcast. It's okay. Marvel versus DC. 
We'll edit it out. Yeah, sure. That's why we we'll, we'll fix it in post. We've already, we've already. I'm telling you, Mackie's doing a lot of work. What line are we waiting for exactly? Or you're waiting till we get there? You just aren't paying attention these days, man. I'm gonna, re- I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you hear the line. Well, you could fast forward to the line. Nope, this is it. And here we go. Here's the line. Okay, anybody on our side hiding any shocking and fantastic abilities they'd like to disclose? I'm open to suggestions. And that was the line. That's what we were waiting for. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you next time on the podcast. Experiment. Thank you very much. I'm Dave. And I'm still Vic. Thanks.